0: What number is this, Chip?
1: Episode 103. Andrew Sandoval stops by and talks about more of the Monkeys Super Deluxe Handmade Set. <laughs> okay, you know I mean? like, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short. Zilch. Zilch.
2: You're listening to Zilch, a Monkeys podcast.
1: Very special episode. We are joined at the Zilch Roundtable here by Andrew Sandoval. Andrew, welcome to Zilch. Thank you very much, Ken. It's a pleasure to be back with you. It is always wonderful to have you back, and it was a joy to see you recently in St. Louis, St. Charles, on the 50 Summers of Love Tour. It was a fantastic show, and you made it a
3: wonderful event for everybody that was there. Well, I really appreciate you saying that. It was a lot of fun, and that was the Sounds of the Sixties Night, and you made those great posters. So I have one of those. and I cherish it. So thank you very much for your team coming down and supporting and all that you did to let people know about that show this past year.
1: It was such a great concert, and uh, I just cannot tell you how much I enjoyed it. I would just belabor it over and over again, just bunches of praise for everybody involved. Fantastic all the way around. So thank you. Thank you so much. It was also really great to catch up with you a bit and see you there,
3: and uh shame we didn't get to spend more time together, but here we are today. <laughs> that's what people always say to me at concerts, and I always feel so bad. I, I do take time, if anybody approaches me, I do take time to talk to them for a minute, but they always say, he always looks like he's busy and he's running around doing stuff. That's because that's pretty much what I am doing. <laughs> I, uh it's, that's my big job in life is uh, being a concert producer, although I started out as a reissue producer, and I'm excited that we're going to talk about that area of my life that I got to go back to for a bit this year, working on more of the monkeys. But uh, I digress. Uh, you know, m- Putting together concerts is really a lot of work, and traditionally I take on the lion's share of duties uh, when we go out and do different things, and, and I have had the pleasure of working with three of the four monkeys on solo concerts and then the you know I've off and on all four of the monkeys between 2011 and 2016 on their group concert tours uh, putting those together and it's really been a big highlight for me I, I really do enjoy it. but I it involves me running back and forth from the front of the house where I have some duties and with the uh, audio and video end of things and then to the stage where I have some duties with the set list and uh, staging and questions, and then to the backstage where people want to know where their uh, their food is and <laughs> when they're going to get paid and who they're going to who's going to get paid and when they're going to go back to the hotel and all those sorts of little details. So I'm kind of that's why you see me running around, but I get caught up in the details of also like well I like having the right kind of music playing when people walk in or when people walk out or you know getting. Little bits and pieces together, so each show is uh, is unique. It's really fun to put on a show. So
1: you really do set a really nice table, you know, as far as the, the the mood and everything that goes on as you're coming into the venue to the intermission. It's it's always exciting to see what you bring to the concert experience. But today you're here because something's being released from Rhino.
3: Yes, the first monkeys reissue in in quite some time we didn't have a super deluxe edition last year because we did the the monkeys blu-ray set mm-hmm. that everybody hated so much <laughs> i say that with a lot of love now we we you know we we did the monkeys blu-ray set really that's a project that we we should have taken probably two years to do mm-hmm. but it was it was so hard to get the funding to do that project because it was so expensive to do to restore those shows. Uh, restoring the albums and putting together bonus tracks and liner notes and artwork and licensing photos, all that is much, much easier. But we tried to do all that and more clearing music, and it was, it was an ordeal. I mean, people don't really care about those, those details, but they do when the product is not 100% exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. So those details are important, and they take time. And all of that stuff is not 100% under my control or anybody's control. Uh, so it, it takes a team to do that. Whereas, more of the monkeys, which uh, I've just spent the last several months working on, was more or less done by me uh, with a little help from my friends, you know, weighing in. I did get some outside advice. I showed the track list to some people, my mixography friends. Certainly weighed in. I thought it was time because it was so confusing how many mixes were out there that I'm one of the culprits spreading out all these different remixes of things. <laughs> and I want to make sure that, you know, that people would like it. I, I want it, I want people to, to appreciate it. And being a historian and going back to what you said about concerts, too, I'm a consumer. And if I wasn't putting this together, I'd be buying it myself. I mm-hmm. still buy – Box sets and reissues by all kinds of artists, and I order them, and I am usually disappointed, but I'm I'm not saying it online or anything, but I you know I I, I the details are important to me, so I tried to get the details really tuned in with this More of the Monkey set, and I'm looking forward to going through it with you.
1: So, More of the Monkeys, you know, Monkeys fans are a rabid bunch of folks. It, it, I know that somehow or another. They were putting up the link so that it would be ready in time for Monday, and boy, for for a fan base that is over 50 years, it it is a rabid and energetic fan base. They jumped on that like crazy, but now you can announce that more of the monkeys. It's it's a super deluxe set or a handmade
3: super deluxe edition. It's it's a handmade. It's in the tradition of. Birdsby's The Monkees, Head, Instant Replay, The Monkees Present, and the debut self-titled album, which we put out, I think, in 2014. Mm-hmm. So it, it follows on that series of the big boxes with three CDs, filled to the rim with lots and lots of rarities, as well as all of the basic things that you'd want for more of the Monkeys. I know people would just want rarities who have already bought more of the Monkeys several times, but... I wasn't the one telling you to buy it all those times. <laughs> I was just, you know, you weren't supposed to buy it over and over again like you have. But there's plenty on the set for the Monkeys completest that feels they have everything. There we found some other things that you do not have. So, uh, and there's an upgrade in quality in my mind uh, for the both the mono and stereo albums which have been newly mastered for this set. We did not replicate old masterings. Of them from the past. You mentioned the 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 link going up that was taken away quickly. Mm-hmm. I guess Rhino were testing their site, but they, they put up this this link, and some fans latched onto it early, and of course it led to a lot of speculation. I finished up this Summers of Love show, which is the last one in. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I go online to see what's going on. And I go, oh no! And so I had to text John Hughes right away. Like demos? I didn't say anything about demos. You guys have had the track list for months now. You had to clear everything. I mean, so no, we were just testing it. We didn't think anybody would see it. You know, we pulled it down. I said, oh, you know, now they're gonna say, what happened to the demos? They changed it. They changed, they. If there were demos on it last week, no. and now they're offering it for sale, and there's the, So basically, they test their site. They put up stuff. They're not expecting. Rabbit fans to go and uh, immediately try and put the stuff in their basket to, to, to get ahead of everybody. I believe that there will be plenty of more of the Monkey Super Deluxe sets for everyone, so hang on tight because this next week they're going to get announced. I, I think the date is December 15th, I was told, that, that it will be available, so that will be great. I know it's been in manufacturing for a few weeks, and I know uh, a lot of people came up to me in person in my many travels And said, are you sure? I don't think it's coming out this year. Are you really sure? And I I had to say, I think it's coming out this year. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I did all the stuff that it takes to have it come out. But it is always up to Rhino. And people also contact me and say, can't you just tell me when it's going to come out? Please just tell me all the information. It's really up to Rhino. That's part of my deal with them. I don't go online and talk about stuff before it comes out unless they tell me you should go do that. (laughs) Right. So Absolutely. so uh, so anyway, here we are, and they told me I could come and do this here with you. So yes. this is what's gonna be on the Monkeys More of the monkeys set. It's gonna be packaged like the previous super deluxe boxes. It's gonna come with a booklet with some previously unpublished photos. It will have three CDs in it. The first CD is gonna have the mono and stereo mixes of the original album. The mono has been recompiled because the original mono masters have been missing for decades. Mm. I've been searching for these things for decades and before me Bill Linglot was searching for them for a number of years and what I've come up with is I found mono tapes which do match the album. I painstakingly went through the album to make sure we did not include any alternate mixes. Uh, we found bits and pieces. Of, doing the TV show actually was very helpful when we, we did the Blu-ray box uh-huh. uh, last year because I found sor- tape sources for some things that I didn't have before. So not all of the album is from tape, but it will be up to you to guess which ones are <laughs> not from tape. Some of the stuff is from tape, though, which has never been appeared on CD from tape in at any time in mono mixes. Wow. So... Uh, in particular, stuff like "I'm a Believer" and "I'm Not Your Stepping Stone," which you know, are fantastic in their mono mixes. We found a great-sounding tape of that, finally after years and years and years, thanks to our friends at Sony. And so that is a wonderful addition to things, I think. And finally, that that was the you know that was the mix of the album that most people grew up with is the mono one. And I think that this particular version of it is the best that can be done barring the discovery of the Mono Master, which, you know, I hope is out there somewhere. But we have searched worldwide for it through every RCA affiliate. I mean, this is a record that sold millions and millions of copies and came out in just about every territory around the world that you can think of. And shockingly, this is the one album that we really do not have the coverage on.
0: Look out, it comes tomorrow
3: We also went back to the original stereo mix of the album, and we remastered that and tried to make it a little bit more pleasant sounding uh, without changing the character of it. We, I always have the original copies of the albums in the studio with me whenever we do these things. It's never like, we're going to just completely reimagine this thing, and I'm going to make it sound better than ever. I don't need to hear the original records. <laughs> I'm constantly going back to the original Cole Jim's vinyl and listening yeah. to them, because you know, as you see online, people have started to detail all the crazy reissues that have come out over the years and all of the anomalies that have been created through the Cole Jim's vinyl, the Arista vinyl, the Rhino vinyl, and you know, Friday Music, and all these other people who have put out versions of of these albums. And there are crazy uh, crazy alternates and omissions and things like that. Certainly, when more of the monkeys came out on CD for the first time, from Ariston, to my friend Bill Inglot, remixed a number of the songs from the multitracks because a lot of the tapes were missing and the, the tapes that we had didn't sound particularly great. The, uh, the production of this album was really scattered. Don Kirshner enabled and enlisted a, a whole slew of songwriter uh, producers to create tracks for this, and he ended up with almost 60 songs for this set, w- in which he picked 12 so he wanted to have the best of the best, and and he felt he knew exactly what he wanted, and he, he ended up creating the Monkees' best-selling album. Say what you will about Don Kirshner, but this was the record that sold the most, and it outsold any of the Beatles or Rolling Stones records of the 1960s on paper. If you, if you look up what the top-selling records of the 1960s decade were— you know, it's it's Herb Alpert and other people like that. And mm-hmm. then more of the monkeys is in there. And it was one of the biggest selling records of all time until I think Michael Jackson came along. And, and finally, some people really surpassed this. But one of the big reasons why it sold so much was the tie in with J.C. Penney's. Mm. They they had a deal. And, and that was also it was a rush to get the record out. They basically worked on it from there's tracks going back to, I think, June of 66 before the show was on and they finished it at the end of November. Uh, but all these sessions are kind of spread across those months. And the main thing was the JC wanted uh, a cover that would feature the monkeys wearing their clothing and that you could literally buy the shirts off the monkeys' backs, that what they were wearing on the cover was something that you could go into the store at that time. You could buy the record and you could buy the clothing. Now, this was a revelation at the time because department stores all did sell records. But the fact that they were the monkeys were going to get this positioning and all this free promotion to sell records. This was how the records sold so many copies, not just at record stores. You know, people forget what it was like to go and get a record then. It wasn't just going on your phone and clicking on Amazon and saying, "Hey, you know, have this at my door in a day." Uh, it, it was you. You had to go down. And J.C. Penney's in 1966 changed how they were branding themselves too. I mean, they were they were you know from the turn of the century basically retailers, but their new thing was they were going to be in shopping malls. Mm. And they so in 1966 they moved a lot of their retail out, outlets to shopping malls. And you know by the winter of 66 their big thing was promoting the monkey's look and the monkey's line. And we've included some original ads in the uh, in the booklet as well, where you see uh, some, some drawings of what they imagine the kids dressed up in the monkey's clothes would be like. And, you know, inevitably there are the photos of the monkeys wearing these clothes, and you can see how displeased Michael is in the photos. He looks really, really unhappy. You know, they had to uh, wear this stuff, and... I'm sure they were forced into the situation. They felt forced into the situation of making this music, but it is music that has stood the test of time, and and it's a record that people really love. I mean, people enjoy it outside of all of that. So, uh, so that's my long way around saying that we have the mono and stereo on disc one, and then filling out the rest of disc one, uh, in addition to the first, you know, 24 tracks, which are the mono and stereo. Mm-hmm. We've got. Mono mixes of a bunch of songs that are not on the record. I'll Be Back Upon My Feet. Of You, I Don't Think You Know Me, the second version with uh, Peter singing. Words, Look Out Here Comes Tomorrow, the original TV mix of that. Teardrop City, the original slow mono mix. Mm. Yes, that's the original. People said, no, no, they put it out by mistake. You know, Rhino don't know what they're doing. How could it be that speed? Well, that's the speed. it's on the original multi-track master and the original mono mixes It's really slow an alternate, unissued mix of that without backing vocals, and the TV mix of Valerie. We recovered a lot of great uh, original TV mixes and other things that we didn't have before, so it's, it's kind of nice we finally get to put out the original things on, on this. Um, wow. Disc 2 takes us into the sessions, and we have the backing track for Whatever's Right, which, of course, is on Good Times. Wow. But w- what's interesting about this is that this is a totally different arrangement of the song. It's very slow. It's kind of like the Love and Spoonfuls uh, daydream. Hmm. Uh, and so it's got auto harp on it and it's like uh, <laughs> it's a totally different tempo. When I was doing some work for EMI Music Publishing, who bought the Screen Gems Music Publishing catalog uh, many years after the monkeys were were there, I found that demo of whatever's right that Boyce and Hart had done. Because I was like going through all of these tapes and looking for Boyce and Hart stuff and other things. And that's the demo that we based the Good Times version on. Because when you hear this track, you're like, oh, I, I'm not hearing a great song here. But when you hear the, the track on, on Good Times, you're like, oh, this is a great Monkees track. Mm-hmm. Boy and Heart had a totally different idea for, for what they saw the Monkees version being. So we, we reimagined that for Good Times. We took Boyce and Heart's demo and they copied it to uh, – Adam Schlesinger copied it to a T – but this this version that they recorded in the more of the monkeys era is nothing like it. We also have a backing track for Valerie. It's the the 1966 version rather than the 1967 version that came out in '68. Mm-hmm. We have an alternate backing track for Theme from the Monkeys, short version. We have a TV mix of Words. And the interesting thing about Words that early version was that. Again, this caused a little bit of a – there were a lot of speculation online. Why was there a backwards tape section in words when on the TV show there was just sort of a drum fill? Mm -hmm. And people said, well, yet again, Rhino, they put out the wrong thing. They they probably put this out in error. They don't know what they're doing. Why would they have this backwards tape thing in it? Well, that was what was on the multitrack. And I could never confirm why they did that. I talked to Bobby Hart. I talked to Tommy Boyce you know, many, many years ago. We first put that out on Missing Links Volume 2. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we just put some backwards. tape. You know, we did that kind of stuff all the time. But they didn't have any critical memory of it. Well, I did find an original mix from the 1960s, a, a mono mix with the backwards tape in it. And then we also have the TV version. So both original versions are included on the set. So whether you like the TV version or the one with the backwards tape, we have both of them on here. We also have uh, the mono TV mix of She, which, as I found out from my mixography friends, we talked about this, went back and forth. The backing vocals are lower in it. You know, there, there's all these little anomalies and things that that stick out, and uh, it's it's hard to keep track of them. So I, I definitely needed the extra help on this, and uh, and I and I got it. I solicited that. We had some ongoing conversations as i was putting this together and finding stuff and it was very very helpful uh, so uh i want to thank derek and craig for that getting access to these tv tapes i found the great thing of you know davy jones singing the song i really love you uh, on the uh, you know they're, they're listening to it on the radio on the on the oh, beach yeah. yeah so i found the original versions of that uh they're very short but they're all three different renditions of the song it was actually copyrighted under the t- title "I Love You Really," so that <laughs> those are all on there, from a tape, you know, not from not just taken from the from the Blu-ray or whatever, from an actual tape. So that's great. Uh, Ladies Aid Society tr- backing track session, Kicking Stones backing track session, and the original mono mixes of those songs. I don't think you know me. Uh, there's the version with Mickey singing. There's the version with Mike singing of this the early version. So I did an- another mix of it. For this set, because it's also on the, the Monkey self-titled self, uh, Super Deluxe, it was in the running for More of the Monkeys, I believe. So I did get another variation <laughs> for this. <laughs> Just so it would be included. I want to have everything that Don Kirshner looked at for More of the Monkeys. I wanted to have every single song included
0: mm-hmm.
3: as a possibility. So they're all on here. I didn't omit anything. Mr. Webster, the early version of that, that's quite, quite slow with the orchestration. I remixed that same thing with the first version of hold on girl that both those were from missing links Two. did new mixes of those, uh, through the looking glass, the early version of that, which was on missing links three, did a new mix of that. So all of these are unissued new stereo remixes, different drum, The little bit of Michael doing that from the the talent show as Billy Ray (laughs) Hofstetter had a tape of that, put that on there. Uh, wow. and then the the song that Fern and Davy do, I had I found a tape of that. That song's actually called Undecided. And it's missing some of the bits that are in the TV show. This is basically the tape they took to the TV station, you know that the, you know they had basically set up. So it's it's as it is on the tape. It's missing a few little bits and pieces of, of dialogue that were added in the show. it's it's unique in that sense. And then uh, the original backing track for, Sometime in the morning, an early take of it, which is quite different. And you hear Carol King is in the studio directing the session. So that's kind of neat you hear her on, on this tape. And then I did a remix of Sometime in the Morning where we re did a resync. Basically, in the old days, they were recording on four-track in this period. And they would record all the instrumentation across four tracks of a multi-track tape. You know, one track would be for drums and bass, and another track would be a guitar, another track would be an organ, or another track would be a tambourine. It, you know, it varied from song to song. There was no methodology, really. And if you've read my book, or people who have read my book out there know that I've detailed, you know, this is what's on this track, this is what's on mm-hmm. that track. So I took those tracks and then I did a resync of those tracks with the overdub tape, because usually they take all of those tracks and they would combine them down to one channel and then they'd have three open channels to do vocals and add a tambourine or whatever. It wasn't really thought out to be stereo like, oh well we should mix these so that there's a really nice stereo picture and then we'll put the vocals. You know, they didn't think ahead like that. They just thought, we gotta finish this production and we're making mono records. You know, all we have to do is stereo mix. Okay, well the tambourine will be in the left, and then all of the backing track will be in the right, and then the vocals will be in the center or a little spread out. You know? So the idea is you resync it, and then you have all these options where you can have a really nice stereo mix, and also you save on fidelity. I mean, certainly more of the monkey suffers from the fact that all of these bounce downs created a lot of distortion and just the really murky sounding. So uh, this set is an opportunity to go back to all of the original elements that we could find and present the music in addition to the original mixes as you originally heard them in mono and stereo we present a variation for each of the songs that we can, uh, hoping to improve the listening experience. That's up to the listener. If you you think it's better or not, at least you have the originals, and I haven't tried to erase them from history. I mean, they're out there, hopefully sounding better than they have before, and now here's a new remix of it, where I've gone back, I listened to the original, I tried to recreate the original, but in better fidelity, in a new mix with, the panning being quite different because, you know, I unlocked a bunch of the instruments that were combined in 1966. So I did that for a bunch of the songs on the set. Amazing. Same thing with "I Don't Think You Know Me," the Peter version. Uh, I did a resync of that, and that was quite different. Uh, doing that, the big problems with these is that the the tape speeds between the overdub tape and the original session tape mm-hmm. vary a great deal, and so that's It's not just taking one and laying it on top of the other. You basically have to account for a bunch of drift uh, between the two tape machines. And and that's what caused me a lot of problems um, because I've been fairly fastidious about trying to make it sound right. And uh, I'll never forget when we were doing the Criterion version of Head, I brought in all of these elements, sound elements that we had for that. The incidental music sessions… And the multi track tape we had for Circle Sky and the multi track we had for as we go along because they were they had a guy who was gonna do this around and he was like, I hey, I got this covered. I don't really need you, but I'm gonna let you hear this thing and you know, just sit back there, Junior, we'll you know, we'll see. So they're showing me the sequence <laughs> for Circle Sky and I said, All of the drums are out of sync and he's like, No they're not. I go, All of the drums are out of sync. He goes, Why do you say that? I go, I've sat and watched this movie frame by frame a million times. I had to do the old DVD of it. I spent a week in color correction on this movie. Uh, You know, I know I sound weird, but could you please check? And he's like, I'll be damned. It's all a frame off. That's so weird. How would you know that? I go, I listened over and over and over to these records. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be right. I wish I walked in here and you showed me that you were way better than anything that I could do because that's why I'm always hoping. But it's like that's why they have me come down to these things or they let me in to to do this cuz usually I spot something like that and it saves, you know, fans being upset. So, so anyway, that's uh with this I was particularly you know, careful about making sure that these things sunk up correctly. But with I Don't Think You Know Me, Jeff Barry decided to slow the original track way down from the recorded speed so that Peter would have an easier time singing it. Because it wasn't recorded in a key for Peter, it was recorded in a key for whatever uh, Jerry Goffin and Carol King thought was right. They didn't consult with the monkeys and say, hey, what key do you guys like singing in? You want to routine this song? You know? They're just like, no, we're just gonna make this record. And Carol's gonna sing it, and we'll send it out to the to to Hollywood. You know, we'll record it in New York, we'll send it out to Hollywood with Carol singing. You listen to Carol singing it, and you basically match what Carol sings. And the monkeys couldn't do that. I mean, Mickey did it on sometime in the morning, did a beautiful job, but But uh, Peter couldn't sing it exactly like Harold King, and it wasn't really in his key. So Jeff Barry slowed it down, and so in order to get the re-sync to work, I had to to do quite a bit of of, uh, shifting, too, to make that work. But I think that came out pretty good. So uh, it's definitely the best-sounding Fidelity mix I've ever had of it. So I'm excited about that. We also have a session excerpt from your antique Griselda, which is a weird session because it was done at a studio the monkeys didn't usually use which was american recording and that was uh, a session that jack keller put together but they didn't they didn't really have take numbers on the tape and they didn't really have all of the basic stuff that we hear on the regular rca sessions for the monkeys so i thought people would want to hear a little bit of whatever was remaining on this one tape that we have and so, there's just a little bit of that. We have the original mono TV mix of Griselda, which had mistakenly popped up on the 2006 uh, deluxe edition of the set. So, that is back here again, but it's on the sessions disc. Hold On Girl, we have a different backing track. This is the More of the Monkeys version. So, no one's ever heard uh, any alternate backing track for that. And then I also did a new remix of Hold On Girl, the final More of the Monkeys version for the set. Uh, Take four of I'm a Believer, which no one's ever heard before. And then we had done, when we did the Monkees' original classic CDs, we included bonus tracks, and I'd found this alternate vocal take of I'm a Believer, and we did a mix of it back then. And what we did for this set was... I went to the original multi-track master for the, for the final backing track and I did a resync of that with this alternate vocal take. So it's a, it's a, new, it's a new stereo mix of this alternate vocal thing and it, it actually it sounds really, really good. So uh, it's a bit of an improvement because the old one was just the old uh, mono track and uh, the vocals kind of spread out. So this is sort of a new st- super stereo mix. Uh, we have an alternate take of look out here comes tomorrow, the backing track session for that. And then the unedited version of that re-sunk, which has all of the, you know, the extra organ solo that was on the TV version, and uh, it's a bit longer. And then, closing out the disc, 11 minutes of the monkeys in the studio, attempting to overdub the vocals for Mary Mary. And this is one of the most hilarious pieces of tape that exists in the Monkeys archive. They don't it's legendary that the monkeys were not in the studio all together at once very often because it was generally unproductive because whenever the four of them or even the three of them, or even the two of them get together and uh, been in that experience with them firsthand, they just start cracking jokes. I mean, there's never a dull moment when these guys get together. So (laughs) in this particular case, Don Kirshner felt, that he was going to give Mike a shot of letting him finish these vocals while a reporter from look magazine watched the guys do it. But it was kind of just sort of a setup and Michael was beside himself because Mickey and Davey went in and started singing along with the track that he would already had and, you know, making various attempts, but basically they're just making jokes through the whole thing. Peter comes in and then Michael's cracking jokes but it, the, 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 the atmosphere is a little tense, but they're just kind of cutting up through the whole thing. So it's really hilarious. It's really, really a fun, fun tape. And uh, I don't think – I think I may have played it once at an event where I was uh, uh, spotlighting my book at a library, and I brought along a little audio-visual show, and I played a little excerpt. But this is the certainly – this has never been out on anything, and certainly 11 minutes of it have never been out there in the world. So – I think most Bunkies fans will enjoy that. Also the uh, the we go on to disc three and the other thing they were doing at that session was uh, Do Not Ask for Love, which is also known as Prithy, with Mickey singing. And I went back to the original session tapes of that. We did a resync. but the there we had done different mixes with a single tracked vocal for Mickey and a double track vocal. I went back to the original single track vocal, which I don't think we've ever had a mix out of just that without any other overdubs. I want to make something that was unique for this, and also something that sounded good. A remixed Teardrop City at the original speed that it comes off the tape. We checked the tape machine. It's on a reel with a bunch of other masters that are all at the correct speeds that we all know. I checked it once, I checked it twice. This is absolutely how it was recorded in 1966 at this speed. So uh, I will show you the tape online if you don't believe me. Wow. (laughs) Also did a new mix of looking for the good times uh, for this. What I tried to highlight with this was it's an incredible backing track and you don't really hear that on the finished production uh, with Davy singing, which was featured on monkeys present. You just, you, you just, you, you hear a great Davy vocal and it's a fun song, but this is, this is a really cool backing track and the backing vocals are really cool and they're kind of buried on the original mix. So Rather than trying to have them fight with Davy's vocal, I just did a mix of the original backing track with the original backing vocal overdubs, so you can hear how Boyce and Hart's production was done with before they added Davy, which Davy may have been added in 1969, and probably not. He was not on the tape in '66, so that mm-hmm. is the reason why he is not here on this set. Also remixed, "I'll Spend My Life with You," the first version of that uh, before headquarters. "Apples, Peaches, Bananas, and Pears." A new mix of that. Uh, the original mix. Uh, a new mix of "Don't Listen to Linda," the first version of that. Then we have the TV mix of "I Never Thought it Peculiar." TV mix of "Laugh." Uh, a new remix of "The Day We Fall in Love." I know a lot of people were not wanting more mixes of that, but that is a really <laughs> beautiful track. Uh, <laughs> the way it was production is is really crazy on that because they did a string overdub and stuff like that. And I was able to re-sync all of it. So the fidelity of it is way better. I I know it's not a favorite of most Monkees fans, but Don Kirshner did pick that song, and it is part of the More of the Monkees story. So here it is in a brand new stereo remix, and it's never been heard like this before. So just listen and dream with Davey, I guess. (laughs) Let's see. Also on this set, we have... The backing track for Girl I Left Behind Me, which was started uh, in 66 and then finished in late 68 for Instant Replay. And we continue on this disc three with a new mix of Mary Mary, a new mix of Valerie, the first version, a new mix of Words, the first version, a new mix of Your Antique Griselda," a new mix of Lookout Here Comes Tomorrow with Peter's Narration. Which she narrates the instrumental sections. A new mix of I Never Thought It Peculiar, and a new mix of Laugh, and all these have like little bits and pieces of studio chatter that I found that I that were you know they're part of the original tapes, and I tried to include as much of that as possible. So hopefully people will enjoy those. Then closing out this disc, we have selections from the Monkees live in Arizona from January of 1967. Wow. Now. A lot of us have seen, I should hope that anybody listening to this podcast will have watched the Monkeys in Concert episode Mm -hmm. from the first season many, many times. That's certainly one of my favorite episodes. And I remember growing up just like how much I loved seeing the Monkeys in Concert. Well, they recorded that whole gig. Uh, We haven't found any film outtakes from it, but we found the two reels of multi-track recordings, which had actually been reviewed a long time ago but it was believed there were no vocals on there was a mix that was done around 1985-86 that had circulated amongst fans in mono with no vocals on it well i had come up against this challenge a few times before certainly with the salt lake city material i went back to say is there anything i can do to extract vocals from any sections of this and i actually came up with a lot so what we've featured uh, on this set are all the songs that I could get some vocals out of for this. So the ones that are not on the set are ones where we there's just no vocals at all. Wow. Michael's songs, like on the Salt Lake City, they recorded most of Michael's vocals, so it it is rather Michael heavy. Uh, some of Davy's songs, and then finally we can hear Mickey on I Got a Woman, and it's a fantastic version of I Got a Woman. We have She's So Far Out, She's In, You Just May Be the One, I Want to Be Free, Sweet Young Thing, Papa Jeans Blues, Can't Get Her Off My Mind, uh, which is unusual they were doing that. Cripple Creek, Can't shut your Book by the Cover, Gonna Build a Mountain, and I Got a Woman. Now, in addition to that, all of these are in true stereo. They're not in mono. Wow. So it, it is a big improvement over the mono uh, bootleg that was out there of some of these things without the vocals. There are vocals— On all of these, they're not 100% audible throughout all of the song. I did every bit and piece I could to bring the vocal up so that we could hear them. I mean, there's a lot of screaming on these tapes. And they used a four-track machine, of which they only recorded on three tracks. They used the fourth track for a pulse tone that they could sync up with a film. Because their intention was, we're just going to sync this up with little bits and pieces of the film. We're going to use it in this TV show. And when you hear the monkeys singing on the TV show, episode uh, 32, Monkeys in Concert, they overdubbed those vocals in the studio. Mm. Now, I know many people would say, well, Andrew, you had access to all these TV tapes. Why didn't you give us all the overdub versions from a tape? Well, the tapes for that episode are missing. (sighs) And we searched and searched and searched, and all they had was the mono composite track, which you hear on the Blu-ray set. And there is nothing I can do to make that sound any better than it already sounds on that set. It would just be basically me stripping off the audio off the Blu-ray and throwing it on this thing. And I don't think you want that. I thought you would want more studio takes or other variations. If you don't agree with me, I'm sorry. But it was my decision. I thought you'd want to hear the stuff in stereo, which you'd never been able to hear, uh, with the vocals. And so that's that's what I did. So all of these discs time out pretty close to full. There's 32 songs on disc one, 32 on disc two, and 27 on disc three. So it's a lot of more of the monkeys. It's certainly more of more of the monkeys than we've ever had before.
1: Wow. I'm just sitting here stunned that all we're going to be getting. This is amazing
3: well, it's it's the right thing to do. I mean, basically, I know that people have bought these records over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. and anytime I can find some new piece of something to give people, I want to do it. I mean, I'm always searching auctions, I'm searching online. I'm ser- you know i I'm always hoping to recover more of these tapes and I'm always and and the the end goal is always to get them out to the people. It's not for just me to hear them or me to trade them with people. It's for it's for me to get them to the consumers and to build the greater legacy of the monkeys. I mean that's my key goal and that's when I started out doing missing links 2 and doing my book and all this other stuff. I want to have the monkeys positioned as a serious musical entity that made stuff of historical significance and that's the setup. that's what that's what we're doing and that's what's happening. And, and the monkeys are taken more seriously now than they ever have been before and certainly, Success of something like Good Times and all the stuff they've done. They are four fantastic artists who came together, made all this music, made all this history, and we're all fans of it. And we're all celebrating it, but there are more people celebrating it now than ever before, and that's what's really important.
1: It is absolutely amazing.
3: So 91 tracks, huh? 91 tracks. Wow. Not 90, as they said on, on the Rhino site. And yes, no demos, but 91 Unissued live stuff, lots of unissued session tapes with the four of them, and lots of new mixes, and then the original mixes, hopefully sounding better than they had before. You be the judge of that. There are a number of different masterings and versions of this record out there if you don't like this one. So. Wow. Well, Andrew, uh,
1: <laughs> you know, the Monkees fans are voracious. They are a hungry bunch of folks, and you're going to give us a new Handmade box set of more of the monkeys, and you know, a lot of people thought that this wasn't ever going to happen, and here it is, going to be available December 15th, 2017. Yes. And they're starting to take orders this week, so this is going to be very exciting.
3: A lot of stuff happens quietly in the background, and they think, Well, nothing's being discussed about it, so it must be off or it must not be happening or whatever. Well, just a lot of stuff has to happen quietly because. That's the only way to get it accomplished. Because if we start making promises and stuff early, or we start speculating on things, it just it just leads to more confusion, and also doesn't really lead to more record sales, which is the bottom line for Rhino. They have to sell these records in order to make them profitable. And for to do a three CD version of these of the of of, of an album like this, uh, a number of years ago would have been easy. Now it's getting harder and harder. So so it all has to be concentrated. They have to make a big announcement. They have to have me come on Zilch, tell everybody about it, and then they keep their fingers crossed and hope that everybody goes and puts it in their shopping basket and gets it for Christmas.
1: Well, there are a lot of people ready to go this weekend, so.
3: <laughs> and it's cheaper than Gene Simmons' vault, so that's you true. Know. That's true.
1: And <laughs> so whose vault is that, you know? uh, is that? You know, that my vault, your vault, it's his vault, but uh... exactly. <laughs> So, Andrew, this is very exciting news, and uh, we look forward to whatever project you're working on. And we'd like to give a plug to your show, our, 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 our competition, our friendly competition, our distinguished <laughs> competition. We love your show here at Zilch, and I don't think that a lot of people even know about it. So please tell folks about your show.
3: Thank you, Ken. I have a radio show called Come to the Sunshine, which has actually got a broadcast component to it. And I've been doing it for 11 years, since 2006. And it's a show that spotlights very obscure music from the 60s in most cases, lots of rare 45s, artists that didn't have any hits, some that had hits, some spotlights on songwriters, arrangers, producers. And it's heard on WFMU's Rock and Soul Ichiban, which is available on your phone, and it's available online. And you can also check it out at ComeToTheSunshine.com. There's a big archive of shows, hundreds of them actually, uh, from the past 11 years. and it's not so much a podcast, as more of a music show, but there is uh, there's a lot to go through, it, and there's a lot of me reciting lots of boring record label information. So it's, it's not. You boring. can enjoy that. <laughs> it is not boring
1: if you if you love the music of the '60s and '70s and all of the stuff that Andrew Sandoval is into and and even some really cool stuff from from recent that uh, he'll turn you on to from time to time but seriously check out his show come to the sun it's just it's 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 a great one we highly recommend it here we want to thank you for coming by today to talk about the more of the monkey super deluxe handmade set it's going to fit right there on our shelf with the other handmade set so we look forward to this thank you for taking all of this time and, and talking about it and uh you know uh, thank you for making more work for Derek Miner and craig smith over at mixing <laughs> links the monkeys on disc forthcoming book you're going to uh put them back into production so
3: <laughs> yes i know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to set it set it back we're all gonna have to make some space on our shelves so yeah All
1: right. Well, thank you very much, and we will see you out on the road. And uh, thank you for monkeying around with us today.
3: Thank you, Ken. We'll see you all soon. All right, brother. Thank you.
4: Hi, this is Peter Tork, and you're listening to a Shoe Suede Blues podcast. Okay, you ready? Coming soon from SSB Records. do you do? Good morning, blues. Blues, how do you do? Well, I'm doing all right. Good morning, how are you? Coming soon, Peter Talk and Shoe Suede Blues invite you to relax your mind. Went to see your baby, but here you come a-walkin' today Went to see your baby, but here you come a-walkin' today You got your mouth wide open, but you ain't got a thing to say
1: 2017, a brand new CD paying homage to blues artist, Lead Belly. So it's good morning blues, blues, how do
4: you do? Good morning blues, how do you
0: do?
1: your mind updates at the real peter torque official facebook page
2: and that's our show zilch is an online non-profit monkeys audio fancy made by fans for fans any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners we are not related to the monkeys or any of their members past or present we are not affiliated with rhino or ray Burke. if you hear anything you like from the band go on amazon or itunes and buy it If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.
1: Hi, I'm Ken Mills. And I'm Courtney Cronendold. And we're from... Pop! A pop culture podcast. Courtney, what do we talk about on pop?
2: We talk about everything from the love boat to the 1000000000 dollar person. (laughs)
1: I, you know, I guess it's with inflation. The six million dollar man is worth what? How many trillion now, right? The
4: million dollar person.
1: I mean, what the f***? That's a great, that's my favorite show, is the million dollar person. If you love pop culture and you love having fun, that's really what the show's about. Having fun and pop culture. Join the conversation. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pop podcast. Find us on iTunes or at poppodcast.blogspot.com. You can find us on Instagram at poppodcast. P
2: O P P O D C A S T.
1: I'm not hip enough for Instagram.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: hot, hot.
4: Hi again, fellow monkeys fans. Al Bigley here, also known as Mendrick the Magnificent.
2: And your favorite humble mentalist Alan Oraculo Williams.
4: We just wanted to let you know about our new monkeys podcast called The Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion.
2: Where we reminisce and ruminate along with you guys about our favorite entertainment entity, the monkeys.
4: Who? Oh, oh, of course, the monkeys. We talk about anything and everything: our own personal memories and opinions, watershed moments in the group's history.
2: You'll hear my partner's famous, amazing remixes of your favorite monkey tunes. Who knows what else we can think of, depending on whether the brain cells work.
4: That's right. Find us on our Facebook page. Just search for the Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion.
2: Or go to Blockspot.com and search for us there.
4: A monkey's podcast for everyone. The Texas Prairie Chicken Home
5: Companion. Check us out.
1: Hi, I'm Megan from Same Page Cast.
5: And I'm Craig from Same Page Cast.
1: Hey, Craig. Where do you go when you want to hear the latest
5: monkey's news? Oh, come on, I go to Zilch! Of course, Zilch! And if you're looking for even more Monkeys content, you can find us at Same Page Cast. On the Pods and Sobs Network at iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Hello, Skywalkers!
2: Hey, hey, Zilch Nation! Are you looking for a fun filled Star Wars and Disney podcast? Well, if you answered yes, Then join me, Richard Woloski, and my sweetie wife, Sarah, on Skywalking Skywalking Through Neverland. Neverland.
4: We are the family-friendly Star Wars and Disney podcast that brings you entertaining stories from creators and fans.
2: And we are also big monkey fans, too. So, of course, we have to slip in some monkey stories and interviews, like our discussion with director James Frawley. We also would go to the beach, for example, with the four boys.
5: And I would just say, okay, roll down the hill. Uh, (laughs) Do a funny walk.
2: Did you create the monkey walk? Yeah, I mean, we did it together.
4: You can hear us every week. We are Skywalking Through Neverland, wherever podcasts are played, and at skywalkingthroughneverland.com.
2: We look forward to having you in our Skywalker family. And always remember, Neverland Neverland on on Alderaan. Or Mammoth Studios.
6: I get that now. <laughs> Hi, Zilch fans. This is Melanie Mitchell. Be sure to check out my book, Monkey Magic, a book about a TV show about a band. It's a lighthearted review and companion for the TV show that made the 60s fun. The paperback is available online from Amazon or Barnes & Noble, and the ebook can be bought anywhere that fine ebooks are sold. Check out the Monkey Magic Facebook page. Follow me on Tumblr at bluemoonalto.tumblr.com and listen for my contributions here on Zilch, a monkey's podcast.
2: Hey, hey, Ape fans, did you know that there were not just one, but two Planet of the Apes TV series broadcast in the 1970s, a live-action series in 1974, and an animated series in 1975?
3: And if you're an ape fan who wants to catch up on these series to a fun-filled podcast, then tune in to Talking Apes TV, where we break down each episode with ercotastic conversations. That's
2: right, they are ercotastic until we break into arguments because we don't always see things ape to ape. <laughs> That's because you're always seeing vampires and pigs in with the gorillas, chimpanzees, and zeuses. Every time I watch them, I always see something new. And of course, where you find apes, you find monkeys! There are so many crossovers between
3: the Monkeys and the Planet of the Apes TV series that we even had our podcast composer write this very special jingle.
0: Hey, hey, we're the Apes,
2: and people say we monkey around. But we took over the planet, so don't try to keep us down. You can catch Talking Apes TV every month at SkywalkingThroughNeverland.com and RetroZap.com. And visit our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash TV. Now go ape!
5: You know, the word oldies isn't a dirty word. Not in my book, anyway. Hey, this is Ghosty. How would you like to listen to a radio show that spins top hits, lost gems, and then some? from the glorious years between 1955 and 1972. One that features interviews with the likes of Julie Newmark, John Sebastian, Al Jardine, Mickey Dolenz, Don Wells, David Cassidy, Angela Cartwright, Bill Medley, Ronnie Spector, Connie Stevens, and many more. Well, the Vintage Rock and Pop Shop is on the air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 89.1 WFDU-FM. That's in the uh, New York, New Jersey area. You can also listen to it live online by going to WFDU.FM. But there's an even easier way for you folks who aren't in the New York, New Jersey area and don't want to have to get up at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on a Sunday morning. You can listen to it anytime you want just by clicking the handy links over on our Facebook page. So go on Facebook. You're probably already on Facebook. Look for the Vintage Rock and
6: Pop Shop. Like it. Live it. Love it. And thanks. Hi, this is Tim Powers with Deep Dish Radio. And I'm here on the corner of Sunset and Gower in Hollywood, California, asking people who come by what their favorite podcast is. You know, uh, Deep Dish Radio with Tim Powers is getting a lot of traction and a lot of new listeners, so we're hoping to hear that people love my show, Deep Dish Radio with Tim Powers. Uh, Let's start with this gentleman, you, sir, pushing the harp down the street. What is your favorite podcast? Zilch. What did you say? Zilch. Zilch. Oh, of course, Zilch—the Monkeys podcast, hosted by Ken Mills and his friends. It's a great show, and uh, and if you're a Monkeys fan, it's definitely uh, the right podcast for you. What did you say your name was, Mister Davalina? Mister Bob Davalina. Well, that seems like a fun name to say. Mr. Dovelina,
5: Mr. Bob Dovelina. Right, sure. Mr. Dovelina, Mr. Bob guess, right. I, I, I Mr. It. Dovelina, Mr. Okay. Bob Dovelina. Mr. Dovelina, Mr. Dovelina, Mr. Dovelina, Dovelina. I, under, I get Mr. it. Mr. Dovelina, Mr. Bob We've Dovelina. We got your name, Mr. sir. Mr. Dovelina, Mr. Bob Look, Dovelina. Stand over there. Mr. Dovelina, Mr. Bob. I'm going to ask
6: the next guy that comes Mr. along. You, sir, with the pair of red maracas. What's your favorite podcast? Zilch. Of course, the great Zilch podcast available wherever podcasts are available. And uh, if you love the monkeys, if you want to hear interviews with people like Adam Schlesinger or Andrew Sandoval or or James Frawley, this is the show for you. Oh man, you you have excellent taste in podcasts, my friend. Listen, is there anything that you'd like to tell the world now that you have a microphone in your face? China Clipper calling Alamita. What? China what? Clipper calling no, Alamita. I, I get it. I understand China that. That's what? You're, what is this? Some sort of spy China Clipper calling code? What are you? That doesn't China even make any sense. I have no idea what you're. China tr- clip Shut up, Lomita. please. China. All right, you know what? I'm going on to somebody else. All right, you right there. What is your favorite podcast? Zilch. Again, seriously? Doesn't anybody like my show? It's called Deep Dish Radio with Tim Powers, and you can get it anywhere you get your podcast. It's great too. It's a lot of fun. I have fun guests. I tell funny stories. I have jokes. I do production and stuff like Ken. It's a great show. <sighs> If you've ever listened to my show, how many times have you listened? Zilch. Oh, fine. All right. You know what? This is the kind of stuff that really makes me mad. I put a lot of work into this show. I get guests and I do production. And yeah. furthermore. Never mind the furthermore, the play is self defense. What do you mean? There there no not, never, mind never mind the furthermore, the play is self defense. Self defense. There is no self defense. We're not fighting. We're talking about my show where I talk to musicians mind and I talk to authors please and please comic book defense. artists never and stuff defense. like that. Uh, I, I don't. Never mind furthermore. Stop it. Would you. You know what? Hey, you. You there. What is your favorite podcast? Zilch. Ah, listen, if you've never listened to my show, we you at least intend to? It is of my opinion that the people are intending. Intending? Intending to do what? It is what? of my
1: opinion that the people are intending. Yeah. It is of my opinion my intending to do? that the
6: people are intending. It is of my what are they intending to do? You know what? I'm just going to go start up uh, 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 d- uh, uh, Herman's Hermits podcast. It is <clears throat> I'm Henry the Eighth, I am. Henry the Eighth, I am, I am. I got married to the widow next door. She's been married seven times four and everyone wasn't an Henry. You to take a willie or a I'm her eighth old man, I'm Henry. Henry the Eighth, I am. Jeez.